Hello and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ Fed Talks. How's everyone doing? This is my second attempt at recording this episode because my uh, recording program just ate like eight minutes of audio and uh, I am not sharp enough to go back and try to reconstruct what I said and make it make sense. It's just easier to throw it out and start over again. We'll see if this works. If you hear it, it means it worked. Unless what you hear is super choppy, then it means it didn't work and I just gave up. But you got to post something, right? That's the deal. Um, updates from last week. Still not sleeping. Uh, I've settled into a two to three hours every night rather than having some nights of five and some nights of one, uh, which is still not great. Uh, last night, notably, my sleep thing, I had two hours and three minutes, and one hour and 49 minutes of it was restless. So, again, not great. It's not great for my brain or body. Uh, uh, weight loss is doing well. I'm feeling a little better, so I I'm, have a little more options open to me for, for uh, activities. That made it sound like I'm up to something. Just, uh, I was, I was, I'm in bad shape. So it's hard to exercise because you, like, you have to prepare to be, to be fit enough to exercise. You have to do, like, dumb stuff just to get to that realm. But I'm getting there. Uh, I have lost an amount of weight that I am impressed with. Uh, I'm not going to get into numbers here unless I until I hit like milestones, or maybe never. Who's to say? But it is. It's going well. My recorder just acted weird. There's probably some skips there, but I pause often enough that it shouldn't matter too much. Um, I know I said last week I was going to talk about when I went to Ireland, uh, which I now realize was. 13 and a half years ago. <laughs> I'm very old. Uh, but I looked over my, my Ireland journal and there's a lot of stuff I only just remembered because I looked over it and I'm going to have to put my thoughts in order or at least uh, carve out a few of the things that are funny to, to talk about. Uh, and that's, that's prep work. And I have been... I mean, you'd think I could do that when I'm busy not sleeping, but... I spend that time trying to sleep. Uh, so this week, it's going to be some TV talk, maybe some funny things, things I think are funny. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, one th thing that it, it ties into me uh, trying to exercise is I've been doing a lot of long walks. And right now it's very cold, so it's not super conducive to walking because I've already fallen on the ice once this year. So I've started going to to like uh, the Walmart or the, the mall by my work. And I could just walk, I mean, just kind of do a lap and do multiple laps. If I do that, I'm getting my 10,000 steps a day, no problem. Uh, and I find that's, that's very good. But I was thinking with these long walks, it might... Uh, this is maybe dumb. Look, I don't know anything about fitness. So maybe everything I th uh, that I think is good is bad. Uh, but I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm trying on my own. And if I start researching things, I'll find out what a mess I actually am. And I cannot let that knowledge into my brain. So I thought, oh, it'd be cool if I got like some ankle weights. So it's just, you know, walking is a little, little more active thing. You know, it's not going to make the difference between life and death, but just a little, uh, put a little, put a little more effort into it. I thought that was a great idea. So I went on Amazon because I couldn't find any in local stores because I sort of don't know what I'm looking for. And I found some and there were a bunch that were like ankle weights for men. And I really hate when they gender products like, you know, unless it's something that that needs to be gendered because we have different body parts. But, you know, there's like the dish soap for men or or. uh <sighs> You know, just just this ridiculous stuff that's like, oh yeah, I, I I can't I can't possibly drink the same diet soda as a woman. I I need diet soda for men. I hate that so much. So I wasn't going to buy one that was buy a gendered ankle weights. So I found somewhere the gen that were just ankle weights. Cool, that'll work. Pick the weight I want. I order them. They arrive. Some of you are smarter than me and probably know uh, why why ankle weights are gendered. Uh, first thing, I open them. They're pink. I don't care. Fine, I'll wear some pink on my legs. I got a pink shirt. I, I'm not a, not a guy who's going to beef about pink. That's fine. Problem is... They're actually ankle weights for women. They just, it didn't say that in the listing. Like, apparently if it doesn't specify men, you should assume women. And it did not occur to me why that was meaningful. But too small to fit around my legs. They are sized for ladies and not for, for, for giant Dutchmen like myself. So I was, I was trying to take a principled stand. Uh, but it's like, no, they're, they come in different sizes for men and women. So that, that's why, that's why it's specifies for men so that it will fit around my leg. So I did a bad job. Uh, you know, you live and learn. It was exciting. Um, Hey, what do you say we get into some TV talk? Uh, one show I don't think I've talked about is, is Cobra Kai which is the Karate Kid spinoff that is inexplicably up to four seasons now on Netflix. And it is a show that I really enjoy and also is uh, not strictly speaking good. There are things about that are really good. Like the comedy of it is actually very funny. It's uh, for those of you who don't know and if you're getting your TV news from a from four years ago from me right now something's going wrong but it basically focuses on the bully from the Karate Kid movies and now he's this middle-aged guy who peaked in high school and you know he can't afford his car payments and he's got a drinking problem and he uh, uh, William Zabka uh, just really sells sort of this middle-aged desperation and the fact that his 
the fact that Johnny is is as dumb as he is is played very well. Uh, him attempting to use a laptop laptop computer was uh, like that's really funny. When one of his young charges was badly injured and might never walk again, and he tried to he tried to get the kid to walk by by <laughs> dangling a porno out in front of him like a mule with a carrot. And then also later he set the kid's leg on fire to motivate him to walk. Stuff like that's awesome. But uh, 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 the karate kid himself, Ralph Daniel Macchio, is is in it. And, you know, he's successful. It's still sort of a dork, and I got no beef with him. But they have to relitigate their relationship about six times a season. Like, they will make progress that will then immediately be reset and put them back to being sort of antagonistic. And it's like there's only three relationships in the show and they have to be reset every couple of episodes. And after four years of that, it's 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 real frustrating. Uh, also, it's... They're sort of locked into a thing where it's just every season has to build to a karate tournament. <laughs> and... At some point, the stakes are less defined. Uh, it is very funny how much everybody in their town is into karate and knowledgeable about the various dojos. <laughs> like, they have opinions. These karate events are very well attended. Um, that, that's the thing I like a lot. Uh, I like how... Everybody has just sort of learned to live with the fact that sometimes teenage karate fights are going to break out at the mall or at school, and there's nothing adults can do about it, and they just have to let it play out. But my pitch is that I would like... My pitch for Cobra Kai is not, not, not a writing idea. I have those. I'm not pitching that to them. I'd like to pitch a role for me as an actor. Can I act? No, I can't. Can I make this work? I think I could. I want to play a city council member who is irritated that all of the council meetings ultimately end up being about karate. I want to be a guy who comes in with a binder and he's looked over the zoning regulations and he's found some discrepancies that really need to be ironed out and the people of my of my neighborhood are... are you know they're they're trying to straighten out exactly what they can do with fences or additions to their homes and the city code is poorly written and confusing and they're very afraid of being in violation and i just want to get this squared up and you know help my help 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 my neighbors and every time i bring my binder and i set it up and they're like yeah all right we're we're definitely going to get to this day we're going to get it taken care of and then Daniel and Johnny and uh, the mean guy from the movies. I can never remember if his name is Cove or Crease. Uh, one of them is the actor's name. One is the character's name. I can't keep track. They show up and I just, my head sinks. Like, oh, damn it. And once again, the entire city council meeting is about, is about <laughs> differing dojos and the local karate regulations. <laughs> and then at the end of every meeting, I sadly pack up my binder and and you know Sarah from the council just uh 
gives me a look and says, we'll get to it next time, bud. And I know they're not going to get to it next time. And that's my pitch. That's what I would like to do on Cobra Kai. I would like a recurring role. Uh, so if one of my five listeners is an executive producer on Cobra Kai, um, Brad, is that what you've been up to? Uh, you know, this is my, I'm, I'm willing to read for the role. I'm, I'm not offer only given that I have no acting talent or experience, but that's my pitch. Let's give it a shot. Uh, I talked a little about Amazing Race previously, and uh, I have to say it was really cool when they did the, they, they showed the episode where like it suddenly got too dangerous to be out in the world and they had to shut it down for the pandemic and then they resumed 19 months later and uh the one thing was the timing was terrible because when it aired it was it was treated as like this big uh sort of return to normal life and as it aired like omicron was as bad as it's gotten (laughs) so it's like well this isn't inspirational so much as a nice reminder of that three weeks when (laughs) when it was maybe okay to travel uh, but the th- the only reason I, I bring it up is uh, in the season premiere, I've been stewing on this for weeks. More likely, I've been forgetting to talk about it. I haven't been stewing on it. I just made a note, and I now I remembered what it was. Uh, there was a task where the teams were, were kind of putting together a puzzle, like a, a image that they were going to uh, sort of uh, paste onto a wall that was made up of like multiple leaflets. And this one guy, he's doing the interview to the camera, and he's explaining that uh, he's he's kind of on the spectrum, so he's really bad at social interactions, but that makes him super detail-oriented, so he's really good at tasks like this. And as he's explaining that, I notice on television that, that there's a, a mistake in his pattern. <laughs> and I don't know what that says about me, but uh, it's worrisome. Uh, oh, and if I could go back to BattleBots, uh, I'm always having fun watching BattleBots. It's a very enjoyable show. That uh, it's another thing that I sometimes watch when I can't sleep, even though the uh, noise and the anything but soothing color palette uh, are probably very bad for me. But it's one of those things that if I can't. If I can't sleep, I won't get too upset that I can't sleep because I'll just get, yeah. Oh, man, this is fun. (laughs) Remote-controlled cars are shooting each other. It's great. Uh, I'm going to call call them out, though. They're they're not at the tournament yet. We're only a couple weeks in, so it's just sort of matchups decided by the producers. I guess it's always matchups decided by the producers, but at some point there's a bracket, and that factors into it. Uh, last time I mentioned, I talked about Tombstone, which is the, was sort of a favorite for a long time. And I think the guy who runs it is a jerk and he did bad last year and they are so desperate to make sure he makes the tournament because his first match was against a just nothing robot that managed to win, which is crazy. And this time they 
it, instead of putting up against another spinner, something of similar power, they put a, it was against Mammoth, which is a six foot tall uh, battle bot that has a big bar that spins around. It catches things and flips them, which is cool. And it usually does a good job, but it's also slow and brittle and has absolutely no armor. So it was like they basically are just just feeding it to, uh, uh, you know, a blade spinner. And even then, they it was a mutual knockout. So clearly, Tombstone's days are over. But they are, they are trying to give him such a softball schedule. And I see what they're doing, and I don't like it. Uh, I assume the next his next fight will be against save just an off-the-shelf remote-controlled car. And he will probably still find a way to barely win. <laughs> He'll win, but he'll catch fire doing it. So that's my issue with BattleBots. Uh, it's forgivable, but man, they are really... They really are, are assuming a level of, of fandom for Tombstone that I don't think is there. I say that, but I, I don't know anybody else who cares about BattleBots, so that may be the only thing people talk about. Uh, I have nothing to base this on. Uh, I am just a single person watching the show and making my own uh, assumptions about BattleBots fandom. Uh, the other thing, and it's another show I mentioned before, but uh, Peacemaker on HBO Max. Uh, I had some, I was enjoying it, but had some misgivings early on, and I think they've done a good job of mostly dealing with those. Uh, it They made his dad a straight-up uh, racist supervillain, uh, the White Dragon, who first appeared in Suicide Squad in the 80s. Uh, so you can imagine how excited I was when they showed his costume. So the uh, like the race stuff that sort of brought up is clearly going. I mean, that's sort of a background subplot right now, but it's it's building. So I, I'm uh, I'm feeling much more much more comfortable with that. That uh, uh, racism isn't just a funny character trait. Uh, the character's a million times more likable than he was in, in Suicide Squad, by which I mean Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad movie. I am not saying that racist supervillain White Dragon is more likable on TV than he was in the comic book Suicide Squad, which, given the context of what I said, probably sounds like what I meant. Uh, but no, Peacemaker's a lot more likable. Uh, uh, having to see him outside of murder situations where you can see how unfit he is for just about everything in life uh, makes him more sympathetic. It's it's a good show, and here's the thing I like about it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get nerdy for a minute, which I know. How are you gonna deal with that? Uh, now I am not a big fan of nerd binaries. Like oh, it was Star Wars or Star Trek. You can like both. Shut up. Stop it. Uh, and DC versus Marvel is one of those one of the big ones. And uh, well, I like both in my heart. Uh, uh, the DC universe is kind of my favorite thing ever. Uh, that does not. Uh, we're we're on a bit of a break uh, because 
they as a publisher they're an absolute mess uh most of their television shows and movies for the last five years have been very bad uh there's something like seven dc shows on the cw and i don't enjoy any of them uh whereas i think marvel stuff has been pretty high quality across the board uh, but in my heart, DC is the stuff I, I mean, that's the stuff I, I know, like, you know, I'll see a Marvel movie and I'll, there's gonna, I'm going to miss references or have to, I'll hear a name and have to look it up. It, no, I got, I got my DC stuff on lock. Uh, but when they, they started doing their trying to do an interconnected universe because before they had done superman movies and batman movies and those didn't really connect to anything and then when marvel started you know making movies that led up to the avengers and then put everybody in the same world and uh they decided they had to do that so they had a blueprint is you introduce your big characters individually and then do a movie with everybody in it and so they did uh, Man of Steel. We're not going to discuss the quality of it, but the fact that Superman wins by murdering his 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 opponent is uh, repellent. Uh, I I hate that movie, and I hate what it's done to Superman in culture. But that's that's not important now. Uh, the movie presents Superman as being something entirely new that the world has never seen before. And so then it would make sense that you do like a like a Batman and then a Wonder Woman and then uh, the Flash and eventually build up the Justice League, you know, do exactly what Marvel did and made billions of dollars doing it. Then they do Batman versus Superman, where they introduce Batman and Wonder Woman crammed into it. So that that would be like if. Uh, Marvel made Iron Man, and then their second movie was Iron Man 2, and that also had Captain America and Thor in it. It's it's too much, and already it messes up the the whole uh, thing where superheroes are a new idea in this world because it presents a Batman who's been doing this for 10-plus years and is kind of over it, which is a thing I hate about uh, uh, that version of Batman 2. There's nothing I hate more than... than sort of the the cynical batman who's given up it's a terrible way to introduce the character uh that's a that's a whole separate thing uh but and then wonder woman's been around since world war one and it's like oh this 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 timeline is weird uh and then <laughs> the next thing they do is the first suicide squad movie which is a establishes that the government has a 6,000-year-old witch on the payroll, and there's an entire prison full of supervillains. And it's like, that's... So Superman was, was this new thing that they didn't know how to deal with, but also there are a million other people. And so it's just been very... Like the world building, they never did the world building, and where everybody fits into the world is super inconsistent, whereas... You know the way Marvel has done thing where thing done it where things flow into one another and you you set up something and then you pay it off and you gradually bring things in. But in the space of of you know three movies, it went from uh, Superman is the first superhuman we've ever seen to there's actually like a thousand of them, and uh, 
uh, <laughs> you know, it's 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 been bad, and it just got worse since then because it it never felt like things like things gelled like they should be sharing a world. Uh, you know, every every new idea would sort of contradict something from before. Uh, Shazam. By by the time they got to Shazam, it was such a mess that Superman was appears in the movie, but they don't know if the same guy is still going to be playing Superman, so you never see his face. Like, it seems like they couldn't get the rights to Superman, even though they they are Superman. It's so, and you know, and now they're they're doing a Batman movie, which connects to none of it, and it feels like they tried to. They did a bad job of, of building a Marvel style universe and then stopped trying but still want the credit for it. It's a it's a mess. I can't figure out how that how that world works or fits together at all. Um but Peacemaker has it is the first thing uh first thing they've done since you know, since Man of Steel started their shared universe, that feels like part of a larger world. Like there's just these, it feels like there's there's history that we haven't seen. And, you know, Peacemaker will make references to, uh, you know, Doll Man or Matter Eater Lad or Kite Man or Batmite, all of whom are real characters, I assure you. Uh and it makes the, makes it feel like he lives in a world, uh, and it, it's a world we haven't seen. Uh, it has not been defined at all. But if you take it by itself, it's kind of the first DC thing that feels like it's part of a larger universe, uh, and we're just seeing one story in that universe. And that is a thing I like a lot. Um. So good job on that. Uh, Good job, Peacemaker. It finally feels like a connected universe on a <laughs> hard R HBO show. <laughs> Featuring one of the most obscure characters in DC's arsenal. Really, uh... It's also the only modern DC thing that seems like it was made by somebody who has read a comic. Uh... Uh, Zack Snyder, I think, has only read Dark Knight Returns because he steals some images from it directly for Batman v Superman. But most of it, you know, you don't feel that sort of guiding, loving hand that you sort of see in a lot of Marvel stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, somebody somebody knows their stuff. Somebody knows what this what this character is. Uh I've talked about Peacemaker a lot. It's a good show. Um, I, out of nowhere, had this memory today. And I'll wrap up by sharing this this memory of a time when I was accidentally an awful human being. This was back at my, my old job when I worked at Hartwell Mortgage. Um, so it would have been like any time between 2000 and 2007. Uh, probably nearer the end of that run. Um, there was a time when uh, 
my friend Becky, who comes up on one of the two Beckys, uh, I would see her on my lunch break sometimes because like I would go to the, the target near work and she'd be there with her kids or, uh, it just happened a couple of times. Like I went someplace for lunch as they were leaving. Uh, you know, just, so it was, it was, it was not the weirdest thing in the world then when I was driving, I had my windows down cause my air conditioner didn't work. Um, and, uh, Becky is next to me on, on a busy road. We're both driving and, uh, she asks in a hilarious accent if I can direct her somewhere and I do not remember where. Now it is important to know that, uh, uh, sometimes Becky's whole deal is saying something kind of shocking, like not in a, like a. Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle kind of way, but like, <laughs> like, like in college when she tried to see if anybody would pay her to eat a burr. <laughs> you know, she she enjoys that reaction, and this was this would have been right around Borat times. So, uh, you know, accents were very funny then, and it seemed like a funny thing to do to yell at me in an accent. Uh. And again, this was this would have been almost twenty years ago. So let's not judge modern day EJ by by this. Uh, one thing that I did not notice before I replied was that definitely wasn't Becky's car. Uh, I'm not great at identifying cars. Like I don't really know car makes, and I'd be I can't necessarily. Uh, I'd have a hard time finding my friend's car in a parking lot unless I had seen it very recently. But I knew for sure she didn't have a convertible, but somehow that did not stick in my brain. So, you know, she asked me for directions in an accent and uh, like an improviser, I yes-anded her bit and replied by, by uh, telling her, I, do, I think I might have actually given real directions, uh, but mimicking the accent that she had done. And as I was doing that, I realized this person was not Becky, and that is just somebody with an accent who was lost. And that is maybe the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, it is not defensible. Uh all I can say is it was almost 20 years ago. I made a mistake. Uh, oh, it feels bad to even say it. It feels better that I've put it into the world so it's not just a thing that eats at me. But that's who you're dealing with here, guys. A monster. And I would ask that you not let your judgments on me reflect poorly on my sponsor, uh, teasedbysummer.com, who is absolutely lovely. A wonderful person who would not even accidentally uh, mock a person with an accent. God. Oh, God. I might cut that out. Um, uh, the best t-shirts and mugs. Um, just, you've heard me talk about it before. Just, God, it's just, she's just so good. Everything looks great. Just professional quality. Um, 
I'm excited losing weight, so when it gets warmer, I am I am gonna look nice in my in my tees by summer shirts. Um I am I'm very much looking forward to just strutting around and uh not having my standard body shape where I have to be completely uh covered in something baggy. Uh, this is turning out to be way more about me, but uh teasebysummer.com just great the I think you should leave shirts it's original designs it's uh it's all really funny it's beautifully designed uh the actual products are very high quality uh just absolutely wonderful top to bottom um buy something get yourself a treat it's too cold for a shirt get a mug the mugs are great the mugs are fantastic this is my look. I used to drink out of a Batman mug at work every day. I have not used the Batman mug for a while. Um, I'm doing the Carl Havoc mug most days because it's very funny and it says I don't even want to be around anymore, which is about as good a sentiment for the workplace as you can find. Ah, uh, just it's just so good. I need to come up with a better way to say things but I'm genuinely just I am always happy when I see my Tees by Summer stuff uh, I like when I wear the shirts and carry walk around with the mug and people see it and usually gets nice comments because they're they're, they're great uh, the lady at the liquor store was nice to me when I wore a Tees by Summer shirt uh, that's never happened before uh, you just don't get better than that. Teasebysummer.com. Buy something. <laughs> That's her official slogan, by the way. Buy something. That's without the G at the end, too. It's buy something, apostrophe, exclamation point. Uh, the best. You don't need me to tell you that, but I will. Uh, you know, let's call it. I've told you what a terrible person I am. Uh, I feel uncomfortable. I talked about the DC Universe for far too long. Uh, this is as good as it's going to get from me, guys. Uh, I'll be back next week, maybe. Uh, I, I, I'm trying not to commit because, holy smokes, this not sleeping thing is messing up my brain real bad. And there are going to be weeks when I am not able to put up with the sound of my own voice. Uh, but I'm doing my best. And... Uh, you can reach me at fedtalks at yahoo.com, Twitter at EJ Fettis, uh, Instagram EJ underscore Fettis. I'm EJ Fettis on Facebook. Uh, I think it'd be very funny to get a new Facebook friend now. Like, deep down, if you're using Facebook, don't you assume that you have all the Facebook friends you are ever going to have? Like, I cannot imagine the circumstances where I would make a real-life friend and then make Facebook friends with them. That's They could remove the function to add friends, and I don't think anybody would notice for a year. Uh, but hey, if I get a friend request, maybe I'll... I'm more likely to accept a friend request from a stranger than from somebody I sort of remember from high school. Or a past job. Or a current job. Uh, that's kind of on me, though, I guess. 
Uh, so that's it. Have a good week. Uh, if you got something I should talk about, send it to me at one of those places. Maybe I won't just ramble about TV shows for like the fifth week in a row. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Fed Talks is a full voice production.